I fell into a ring of fire. I fell in. Hello and welcome to Viva FM. Tonight we are going to talk about the men's game versus MacArthur on Monday night and the women's game versus Adelaide. Uh, we'll start with the women's game. I'm joined by Dale, Dave and Cam. Hello all. Hello, hello. Hello. Merry Christmas, people. Oh, don't you mean happy holidays, Cam? No, I am not politically correct. <laughs> you do you, pal. Wouldn't be any other way, would it? No one else will, so I may as well. <laughs> Someone say you never correct anyway. Oh, some spicy Ooh, talk out of the hot. gate. I like it. Thanks. Yeah, I like that's it. That's what we want. That's 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 not appropriate for the season, mate. But but thank you. <laughs> Slide tackle from at distance. least it's 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 the nicest present Dale's ever given me. Yeah, my present today was playing um, football with um, my workmates and not bobsledding any of them, and I'm very proud of myself. And Cam can tell you how hard I had to work to not do that. I can. I'm just nodding, but no one's going to see that. So Was it just because you keep missing them? No. They're too young and nimble now. You can't even catch them. Oh, no. They, they were not good. <laughs> they are. They made a 52-year-old defensive fullback look good. And that is a big achievement. Um, I hope none of them listen to this because they're going to be a little insulted. But I don't work with them for any more than another day or so let's move on um so the women's game uh yeah there's a bit of payout isn't there uh the women's game we saw the team that take the pitch uh foster foster lake barry davidson longo taylor elliott fraser main and speckmeyer not unexpected uh obviously with lake slotting in at the back there uh still on a bit of a learning curve but apart from that, not unexpected, obviously. Uh, I guess we, we're going to have to lead off with Speckmeyer. She's, she's got him behind again. And I don't want to call it fluff their lines. It, it's, it's, it's a bit harsh to say that she did hit the post. But wow, she, she makes hard work of some of those one-on-one um, -on -one with the keepers situations, despite all her other work. It's fair to say she should have done better. I don't think that's uh, that would be unfair to be in, in that position and not hit the target at that level has got to be considered criminal. The build-up play to get her in there was lovely. The through ball was fantastic. I thought that, that was all good football, and she's in the right position at the right time. And it's the right player. It's exactly who we want to be there. She's our number. She's our nine. She's our striker. So all of that is she's quite... Quick. Um, yep, she is. So all of that outcome is quite disappointing. Who was the pass hit by? Was it Macy Fraser? No, it was Michaela Foster, I think. She stepped into in, inside to win a loose ball and Speck might kind of peeled a little bit wider. I think she was, her and um, Maine seemed to be mixing up about who was playing centre forward and who was playing wing because Speck might played a lot wide and um, in this in this case, yeah, she came, came from wide. It's, it's kind of a somewhat of a pattern now she she's like everything up to the final finish is is really good like she you know she gets it you know she has good workload yeah uh get made some good runs 
you know, defends from the front, gets in good positions, but we've seen, you know, probably almost a handful of very good chances go to waste so far this season. You know, we, we talked, you know, last week against Victory where she, you know, snapped at a shot at the end. This time she drove it into the box. Just needed to, you know, side it past the keeper, tried that, but um, just got the wrongs. Didn't quite get inside of the post enough. Yeah, it's it's a rough one. I mean, there's a there's an element there of like, you take each one in isolation and maybe you're a little unlucky. You look at this one and you think, a couple of millimetres the other way and this goes in off the post rather than back out off the post, right? But I think it becomes a bit of a pattern at a certain point where you do have to go, something's not going right for you and, and there's stuff you can work on there. And I think if we... I can't even remember which season it was, but I mean, David Ball went through a similar patch where he couldn't do anything but hit the posts. You know, he seemed to be able to hit it off two or three sides of the goal and it still just wouldn't go in no matter what he did. And, you know, individual circumstances, you could put it down to luck, but end of the day, a striker needs to find a way to put it in the net regardless of the luck, right? So the, the pattern's there now and it's definitely something they're going to need to find a way to fix because if you if you had Speckmeyer putting away all these really good chances she's had she would be, you know, probably golden boot at this point pretty comfortably. So, yeah, there's something to sort out there for sure. I don't think we can ever expect her to slot all of them, but it's um, it's interesting in that, I mean, she's obviously understands football and understands making those runs really well, and she seems to be hitting it cleanly. Do, do you think this is maybe just a confidence thing, maybe just a step up to full professional football? I mean, I realise where she's come from isn't exactly lower echelons or anything, but it is a bit different still. Um, and being on the other side of the planet, do you think that that's maybe just a, it's just a question of getting her feet underneath her and maybe just getting one of those to fall in and then it'll all come right? I think it's hard to tell, right? Because we've got a very small snapshot of, of how many games, like, you know, there's lots of, you know, elite players on the men's side who would be kind of equivalent, who get in good positions, you know, work hard, uh, getting good positions, but their finishing just isn't there. Like, yeah, you could say Sotero or Bahaja or there's you know a few of them you could probably list off. All played for the Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bahaja isn't. I know, but he's next, right? <laughs> Please no. And I, I think this, like, because we've only this is her first season, it is a question of is this just her ability, or is it just a kind of yeah, a game, a few games where it's happened, like, and it's and it's not her sort of, you know, true average or whatever ability. So, yeah, if if we get to the end of the season and and we're still saying this, then maybe that's just her her level. You know, that's the quality of her fishing finishing just isn't there, and it's uh, you know a thing that she needs to work on. But um, I think it's just hard to say what, yeah, whether she's playing down or you know, under her ability or not, because we just don't don't know. Uh, that's a beautifully straight defensive bat there, Dale. I mean, this this is the uh, white ball season, however. You're supposed to swing for the fences a little more, so please try and lift. Um, we did, Very contrasting, obviously, with, um, as you mentioned, Emma Main and her swapping around, and basically Emma getting the same situation, that very nice through ball, direct, Main getting on and finishing very tightly from probably a harder position. Um, that was good to see, right? If that one hadn't gone in, you've got to be thinking that things aren't going to go well. But just tidily finished, right? Yeah, I think she rolled it between the keeper's legs. I think I've really seen a very good angle to 
disprove that otherwise. But I guess, you know, I came on her right foot. Spec Myers came on her left. So, yeah, but a very, very tidy finish and well, a, a, an excellent uh, build-up play. I think Mason Fraser put the through ball through and there's, oh. I think, I think Barry, I think Barry won the ball and put Fraser in some space. So, yeah, I think I talked a few weeks ago about how it'd be nice to see us sort of passing through teams or and we hadn't really done that much, but, you know, this this time we did it, but we just didn't have the final, you know, did it, you know, loads of time, but didn't have the final, the final finish. So at least I guess there's some ways where Alan, yeah, adding another, I guess, element to our attack rather than just, you know, a few set pieces. And so, I mean, uh, I, I'm definitely no forward. Does this ease Speckmeyer, the pressure on Speckmeyer a little bit, knowing that you can slide in and out and Maine can slide in and out and, you know, potentially you can get the chances that you're looking for rather than the chances that may fall to someone else in the same position? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Speckmeyer is still expected to deliver being the number nine. So being put in those positions, she's the one that should be finishing them. And it's great that others can chime in. Um, and, you know, it's, it is good that you've got Emma who can slot them, but it doesn't reduce the fact or diminish the fact that Speckmeyer should be putting those away. The pressure, the pressure is on her to deliver as a nine. Yeah, and I think, I think if anything, this game, uh, we haven't talked about some of the other chances, but I think this game probably shows even more why you need your nine to be scoring their good chances, right? Because this game could comfortably have been 4-0 by half time based on the only, like the really good chances we had mm. um, that we didn't finish, right? So when your number nine's also not finishing those really good chances, it does put pressure on other people, you know? Whereas if, if this is already 1-0 up after, what was it, 12, 13 minutes, um, it maybe takes some of that pressure off the other players and they're, they're a bit more relaxed about it rather than, you know, this being, we must score, you know, we need to put these away. And players who aren't expected to be scoring goals getting in their head about needing to score goals. Um, so, yeah, when your nine's performing, it just takes that pressure off other people. And, you know, Emma Main's a, a great goal scorer and a great player and, you know, she's going to finish more than a few goals in a season. But you do need your nine to be your main output, right? If, you, if you're looking for a through ball into, into good space, it, it's the nine you want to be on the end of it finishing, right? Hmm. Uh, that said, uh, Minaya Elliott's chance later on that half, it, it was a difficult bouncing ball, but jeepers, it's a tough ask to miss from there, isn't it? You could actually put in the, um, the flea one as well, to be fair. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's three very clear chances there that we should have put away. And Dave is exactly right. It should have been four. It was, it's not even like they're speculative chances. They are what we would talk about with the men's game as high quality opportunities. We created those. They are goal scoring. So it's, uh, we all have games like that. We looked, saw that in the men's game against Newcastle. Obviously they've created a fair bit, didn't score. Um, so those day games do come about. But in the end, that has actually cost us in this. So, yeah, all of all of those opportunities, I don't want to put, paint any of them in a nice light because they should have been taken. There's no easing of pressure because others mucked up. It's piling extra pressure because no one is delivering. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that that's probably pretty fair. Um, uh, the good news was that at the other end, um, uh, Riley Foster had made a couple of decent saves when Adelaide did get an opportunity. Obviously, that keeps you in the game, but doesn't win them. Um, she is, a, she seems, a, I mean, I, I feels like to me, 
she looks like she's getting better slowly through the season. Um, is this the level we kind of expect from her or is this kind of she's on the way back after a very serious injury? Exclude the last five minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm like it's a tough one to answer because I think I think you're right. I mean, she looks she looks like she's growing. She looks like a great keeper. She looks she looks like she's playing really well. But then you've you've asked this question in the game where there are some demonstrable moments that disprove that theory. So well, it's a tough one because I think I think yeah, if you look the at her second the second one, season, definitely think, sure that was a yeah wow uh, yeah. But I, I, I think, yeah, demonstrably, she's a great keeper. And, and you know, she she is looking the business, particularly for this league. Um, whether or not she's even going to get back to kind of the level she was at before her accident is, is really hard to tell. But she certainly looks like a, she can perform very well in this league. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't, I don't actually think, I actually think this game might prove how well she has done because the mistake she made is so glaring on her performances for the season thus far. So yeah, she's, she's, I think she, as I say, may not get up to that level, but she is certainly well and truly capable of delivering in this league. And I think, I think if passion's anything to go by, she will get back to where she was. I mean, she, both on and off the field, clearly wants to be back at the top of her game, but the, you know, she's, the the will can only do so much of that work for her and yeah that won't be the thing that lets her down yeah well you you gotta hope um unfortunately she wasn't able to keep uh two of these goals out um we probably should we've touched on the second one that is i mean to me that just looked like sun i i mean there was no one in her way it, it there's no reason why i keep her of that standing or you know that ability would, would flap at one surely yeah I mean, it's definitely come from the direction of the sun and and, and those are yeah being a keeper I, I know what that when you've got a low setting sun and a ball coming from that how how hard it is actually to read the flight and more importantly the pace of a ball um, when it's coming straight at you it's actually quite hard to read um, how quickly it's coming at you I think it's it's I guess this, this this is so frustrating this loss because it came from two very uncharacteristic mistakes from our probably some of our two most um, consistent players. You know, yeah. earlier in this game, and I, I'd say maybe in about the 60th minute, I was thinking, oh man, Foster's doing really well on like you know eerily, like she's claiming all these crosses with confidence. She hasn't dropped one, like just something that I don't think. Bree Edwards has, you know, when she goes up, you're kind of a bit like, ooh, yeah, it was, you know, Foster kind of gets, you know, well above everyone, just looks way more comfortable, and then that kind of pulls out. So, yeah, just a very uncharacteristic mistake with some, I guess, you know, noting that the context of, you know, with, you know, the, uh, the sun and stuff like that, just a, a frustrating goal to concede when those are the two chances they really had, and, you know, one of them wasn't really a chance, it was just a bit of aimless free kick. Yeah, I mean, in essence, it wasn't a great free kick. I mean, barring the sun, the keeper just snaffles that, and it's like it, it's easy. Yeah, peasy. I mean, you've you've put it right on the keeper. I mean, if you if you're doing that, you're hoping for a mistake, but that's not a high percentage free kick you're taking there. You know, and... oh, hundred percent, that wasn't deliberate though, right? She's a, she was aiming for maybe the six six or eight yards out, and it's just straight onto yeah. the line. You mentioned uh, consistent performance, Dale. I assume that you're alluding to that uh, the um, uh, Barry moment in that first goal. 
Yeah, yeah, because it was just like a bit of an aimless clearance. You know, we hit the ball up and they're taking third. They could and cleared it, and and Barry had no one around her, and and just was like she was caught quite far. Up. She was very advanced, wasn't you know, she? She was like she was very advanced, and um, I, I, it's hard to see where her starting point was, but she obviously went up and and it flicked off her head and their striker kind of had peeled by that stage, peeled away from Davidson and, and kind of went in behind and just, yeah, you, you wouldn't have thought Barry would, would do that. You know, she's, you know, been superb all season. Um, and we, I think we tried our best to, to scramble back, you know, um, fostered well to get a, a foot in the first time. And, you know, I guess on probably reflection, if she stood her ground on the rebound, we, we might've scrambled it clear, but she kind of lunged in again and yeah, they had a, a yeah, a fairly nice finish with two people sort of in and around that six yard box to get it over both of them and into the corner was actually not a bad finish, but you know, we definitely had a couple of chances to up until that point to sort of kill the kill the opportunity we didn't unfortunately. Hmm. These um these kind of little minor mistakes, I mean the, the, this is kind of does this I mean, does this feel to you guys like we're still quite not quite in the flow of being able to travel and get those consistent performances or is this just a young team or is this a one-off game i mean i don't i don't think it's that i think it just shows the pressure you put yourself under when you've played well and not taking your chances right you know we should have been up comfortably here that a minor chance even if it led to conceding a goal shouldn't have affected the outcome of the game but instead those chances early in the game, you know, it was a very dominant first half. We should have been all over them. A minor mistake shouldn't have lost you three points here, but it did. And I think I think it shows that you know you've got to you've got to put the performance together at both ends. You know, there are going to be mistakes in a game. There's a reason these players are playing in the A League, not playing you know top flight European football. And so mistakes are going to be part and parcel of what you see, and you're going to have to build around that. So I think I think for me. It's just unlucky the timing and the situation these mistakes occur in. Um, that's that's it for me. You know, if Foster has the same mistake in a different game, probably matters for nothing, right? Yeah, I think we I think we probably had the five best chances of that game, and I think that probably sums up the just the annoyance of it. Like we had one in the second half. I think Michaela Robinson had one just before they scored their second, where she kind of broke in again on that left hand side. We seem to be like killing them on their fullbacks. And she cut inside, and I think she shot wide at the back post when I think Speckmeyer was just, I think, pretty much open for a tap-in. And, um, again, just another sort of blowing chance to add to the to the tally in that game. Yeah. I, I just want to talk about, I mean, obviously, Mickey Robertson getting on. Um, one thing that I kind of noted from this was the subs that are getting on now, I mean, we're, to, we're not talking about, you know, previous seasons where someone's come on and I'm kind of like, oh, right, I've seen her play kind of once or something. I mean, the subs were Mickey Robertson, Alyssa Wynnum, Zoe McMeekin, and is there another? Brett Breslin came on. Yeah, Hope Breslin. After about an hour. I mean, that's four really decent subs. Is that... Um, is that kind of gratifying that, you know, that that, that depth we have? Hope Breslin, who's shown that she can play at this level. Alyssa Wynnum certainly shown she's got the potential to, to light up the league if she gets going. Uh, Mickey Robertson, we've seen 
light up local leads and consistently for for a long time uh, i was kind of struck by the by this like this this is showing like this is a quality setup when you can bring on four decent subs who in their own rights could turn a game that you're behind on right yeah you could quite easily make a case for almost all of them starting i think and, and that's with you know three departures in the last two weeks uh, it's hard to, it's hard to say whether we've got the most depth in this and because you know in the in the league because it's hard to you know you know your players much better than you know opposition players but it feels like i mean we've certainly got more depth than we've had pre- previous years and i think temple made a point midweek that we're the only team to have made all our subs in all the games as a kind of reference to how much depth he thinks we've got if you look at the, the starting level i think for me, I, I don't see Elliot providing enough to justify a start. I feel like she's just really struggled maybe the last month or so. Like, I just see her, like, she makes bad, she seems to just turn the ball over a lot more than anyone else, makes some, some sort of poor choices. Like, she'll turn down the line and then just hoik it straight out. Like, just some real kind of basic stuff. So, I was surprised to see that she started ahead of Breslin and, and maybe when Isabella Cox gets up to pace you know she'll put a bit more pressure on there i just i just don't see what she's adding to the adding to the mix out of that you know 15 or 16 players mm. I, I do struggle with her error rate um she has the she's very very aggressive when she's got the ball at her feet but she does make some errors um you make a very good point we've we haven't mentioned isabel cox who's yet to come in um it it, it is this I mean, is this just a question of getting her bedded into the, the temp system or is it, you know, she's being kept out at the moment? I reckon she was just struggling from a bit of jet lag, to be honest, um, for the last game. Um, she has just come over from the US and, you know, was travelling then on again to Adelaide, so I can understand her not playing in that game. But uh, yeah. I, th- I think we see her in the next one. Um, she would have had effectively a week and a half of training, so she should be okay to embed what's required from her. If she's a better baller than what we currently have, I can see her starting. But I very much expect her to get minutes moving forward. I, I will bow to your superior knowledge. I haven't seen her play at all. Neither have I. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been down to training. I don't know what she's capable of or what she's been doing, but you are expecting your imports to be a step up from what you have available from your local players. We wouldn't have bought her in if we didn't think that was the case. So I'm thoroughly expecting her to be that player to come in and start ahead of Maine on the right or put that pressure on. Yeah, certainly Helena was talking up her um, her uh, footballing education at the very least, if not the player. So a 2-1 loss to Adelaide, this is a bit of a it's a bit of a poke in the eye considering Adelaide aren't the best, um, have not been exactly lighting the league up. Uh, I think that still kind of leaves them pretty much, yeah, oh no, they're second to bottom now with that one. That kind of sucks, right? Yeah, we, I mean, I think we would have, at the start of the week, ex, yeah, thought, um, you know, three points no matter what, and it's not as, as even not to leave with, with one point is, yeah, even, yeah, that could be quite important to come in the season, but I guess it just means we've got to find a way to pick it up, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe, maybe for the team as well, um, similar to what we saw with the men the week prior, maybe it's a, a slight lesson in, um, 
you know, not being complacent when things are going well. You know, you do got to you do got to go out there and actually put the performance on the field. It's all well and good to be the better team on the training park all week, but you got to go out there and do it for ninety minutes. Um, so maybe at this time of the season, um, it's not a bad little wake up call and a little motivator for the rest of the season. That's a mighty positive thought, Dave. Find that find that hope and everything. That was unexpected, Dave. You're wearing my cap. Wow, you've you've unexpectedly become, you know, an old cynic like the rest of us, so someone's gonna take up your mantle. Not unexpected, it's just I don't usually say it. Yeah, definitely definitely not unexpected. You should hear him bitch about you guys. Um We'll get on to the uh, men's game now because I think that might make slightly happier conversations. Uh, the uh, team that was put out uh, a, more than a couple of changes, uh, Sam Sutton coming on to the left fullback uh, in place of Kelly Heald, uh, Ben Old starting ahead of Mohamed El Tay, uh, no Oscar Zavada, uh, David Ball coming in. Um, it seems like that maybe that collision with the keeper last game was just crocked him a little bit so interesting that Sutz comes in is this something we were kind of expecting or is this kind of just a horses for courses what do you reckon that is because I mean Kelly Heald hasn't been playing badly but Kelly Heald is a center back and he's you're right he's been doing a really serviceable job down that left he's a good player obviously proving what an athlete uh, he actually is but Sutz is a left back and if he's over whatever croak he had and is well enough to play, then I would be starting him as your starting left back at this point. Yeah, and I think as well, you know, uh, much as much as he did very, very well, I think there were a few niggly little errors, a few rough edges to Kelly Heald's game, right? We all saw a few moments that, you know, weren't necessarily spectacular, but for a guy thrown in the deep end in a different position, he did fantastically. He showed more than enough to show that the the product is there, but also just a, a few little niggly errors. And I think as well, Sutz probably offers a bit more going forward than what we've seen from, from Kelly Heald. Um, that's not necessarily always going to be the case, but I think particularly that shift of position from being a natural centre-back to being asked to do a bit more getting forward as well might have been a bit bit too much of a bridge to cross. So they, they were kind of, you know what, just be solid defensively. Um, that's, what, that's what we really need you out there for. Offer what you can, but we know Sutz has a bit more go forward and a bit more product there and, and a bit more confidence to do it. So I think that probably was a factor as well, you know, natural position, a bit more going forward. And, you know, it was Sutz's position to, to knock someone out of their starting spot in a, in a professional football squad. You've really got to do pretty phenomenally well, right? And he did very well, but probably not phenomenally. Yeah. Uh, ben Old starting in place of Mohamed El Tay, really just kind of the same question. Is this Ben Old showing that, he is the guy to start, or is this maybe horses for courses? Obviously, him and Mohamed El Tay, very, very different players. Of three sixes playing in that particular game, because he can close down effectively Uli Davila, where everything goes through for them, uh, with the guys that other guys he had, and freed up another attacking player. So, yeah, it's I don't think you'll necessarily see that move going forward. What do you guys reckon about that? That hot take that Ben Old is uh, uh, a horses for courses selection. That's not really what I said, to be fair. <laughs> what I what I said was, 
I think he was this lineup was selected particularly for the opposition, not anything else. And it may not happen moving forward because he may select ag- again for other opposition. So uh, please don't um, put. That is horses. It's not, That's exactly it's not, what that expression not. means. No, it's it not because it's suggesting picking, it's suggesting that, horses for that we're only we're only using oldie because because uh, he's a bit rubbish so i'm not saying that at all that's what that says what? no what it's not it like i don't think you understand that how expression I, at all Ken. that's yeah. how i feel like he's saying he's he's interpreting what i've said i, I think you no. need to listen look up idiomatic english expressions mate gotta look up idiomatic english expressions hold on yeah okay dale and, dale and dave now that we've lambasted cam wow i mean first we had frosty's geography lesson uh, and now we've got Cam's literary lesson. I'd, I'd, be, um, I'd be much much better getting uh, idiomatic English expressions wrong than not knowing Colombia was in South America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we're seeing Chiefy tweak stuff, you know, between different games. And I think, yeah, as I, said, I, think, I think this was um, him wanting to have a bit more. Uh, mobility in the midfield like you know I can kind of break from a bit deeper with a bit of pace and, and cause a bit of trouble and I think he, you probably saw the makeup of that midfield and probably think you know there's not a lot of you know Clayton, Clayton kind of sitting as a holding mid, one of the holding midfielders probably not the most mobile guy um, and and probably thought you know uh, having him in there um, would help the, the way you played and, I, and you know as, as Cam said I think it, it worked exceptionally well because he was involved in uh, at least one of the goals. Yeah, agree. I think I think it's an interesting one because I think I think you're exactly right. I think in this case he was um, picking them for picking him particularly for certain attributes in this game. But I think as well the other the other part of this is we've never seen Ben Old really put a stamp on a starting position either. You know, he's never really gone out there and said you can't not put me on the team sheet every week. So I think until he does that, until he has that kind of breakout moment. That is going to be his role, right? You're gonna you're gonna use him in the situations where it makes sense to use him, whether that's an impact sub or a starting position because of a particular tactical reason. Uh, but if he if he wants to be more than that, he's gonna to have to have a breakout moment, season, game, something somewhere that says you need to put my name on that team sheet every week. And I think we've seen quality from him for sure, but we just haven't seen that same thing that I was talking about with. Um, with Kelly healed earlier, right? Where he said, no, you're not taking the spot off me. It's mine now. Um, was this also, I mean, you mentioned uh, Oldie being a bit more mobile, uh, certainly in both directions and uh, Altay. Is this potentially a little bit of knowing that MacArthur have uh, had a lot of travel lately, obviously they're going over to play their Asian, uh, was it Asian Champions League uh, match and having to come back and rescheduled Monday game and, was this basically just a, looking to put more pressure on them going up and down? Yeah, I think so. I think um, uh, Bacchus played uh, a full game in their previous midweek game in, where was it? I can't remember. Some, um, in their last game of the AFC Cup. Yeah, I think so. So they had that travel. He had played 90 minutes. Um, so he was there. Clayton Lewis didn't play. Um, Davila didn't play either, but um, yeah, I think that probably probably helped them. Probably thought that they'd probably be a bit leggy, a- and yeah. So, I, I, and you know, to be fair, I think 
probably thought we could probably maintain a bit of position a bit better against MacArthur as well. Um, and if we did that, that we'd be able to sort of stretch them a little bit um, as the game wore on. Yep. Um, we we saw um, a decent start here. Uh, Cry of getting a couple of opportunities, uh, not putting them away, but it certainly had you feeling like there was there were chances going to happen in this game. Um, we know obviously how good Davila is and uh, Clayton Lewis. Certainly, that they're ball playing in that final third, but it didn't. Like I ne- was never particularly nervous about us conceding any bit of magic from them. They just didn't look like they were they were sparking. No, I think I think they probably had two maybe good five minute patches in this game. One was the first five minutes where they kind of looked to have the ball and and kind of tested us a couple of times nothing too nothing too you know excessive and then there was a five minute patch i think just before we scored where they had a little bit of position and and we kind of had a couple of chances like half chances and we kind of rode that and then went down and scored the other end perhaps that kind of killed their kind of momentum but yeah like you say i think yeah i think for most part we were very comfortable in this game but yeah, i guess in the back of your mind even at sort of one nil you kind of think you know all this is going to take is something from Devila to yeah that we can't, you know, rest on that. And yeah, he has the ability to to change the game um, in a split second. And yeah, we didn't. He had like one, I think, one chance with his right foot that he scuffed. Um, but other than that, you know, we kept him pretty pretty quiet. Kept um, Lewis was passenger for most of the game, and and their centre um, centre forward um, Jermaine had two touches in the in the in the eighteen yard box. So he barely got a sniff in, except for obviously the penalty we gave away on him. But um, I mean, that all leads to a kind of pretty solid display defensively. Yeah, oh, you, you've kind of uh, had a couple of nice little touch points there. I mean, I guess we should talk about the goals. Um, the first one, Borja uh, Krajev, nice little uh, couple of passes, Ben Old getting the final assist and uh, Krajev uh, just touching it in with like a good run through and finishing off. This is kind of what we want from these uh, midfielders, those those runs into the box. Um, possibly this is what we needed with that cry of uh, square ball from the previous one. Is a not cry of running in. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. One, eh? like it feels like our attack is. I know we've got. Um, David Ball up there, who feels like he's about 65 years old, but it feels like our attacking line is a bit more mobile and energetic without Zawada up there. I think we feel like a bit, I don't know, a bit just laggy when he's there. I, I, maybe it's you know it's just a one game kind of thing, but is it is it just that we to involve him we've got to be more direct, which doesn't suit a couple of the players. Is is it some is it as simple as that? Yeah, I do wonder that, right? Because because this comes from some really nice little short balls, couple kind of one twos, nice little triangles we're playing, and it's the same true of the other goals, right? And then a nice little square ball, and I I just wonder if we don't look for those little kind of triangle plays and that that kind of same way of cutting them open when we've got Zawada there that we we end up with the midfield or the wingers looking for that. Let's just find Zawada's head a little earlier than they probably should because they know that's his strength. And so I, I do think you're right to some level that I think rather than us knowing when we're essentially playing without 
uh, a nine on the field, you've got, you know, a lot of tens and a lot of other options around there that, that more kind of let's pass it around. Let's just find a pass into the back of the net instead of let's find our striker and let him finish just changes the mentality with how they're playing. Cause I, that's not to say if they, if the same ball comes into Zawada and he's standing where Cryv is, of course he finishes this, but I just don't know if they're taking those same options when he's on the field because they are just looking more towards his strengths and, and that's dictating what they're doing in that build-up play as well. That's an interesting shout because I actually think they would be just as effective playing exactly like this with Zawada in that, you know, he, he is lethal agree. in the box, right? Absolutely yep. lethal. You you want him in your team because he will get you goals and he's proven that his entire time in the country. So playing this way and the opportunities they, they are obviously creating and effectively you could say these three goals were very, very similar styles of goals and the way we've scored them. If Zawada gets a hat-trick, if he's play, if he's on the field, he finishes each of those absolutely perfectly. So yeah, it's, it's, an, interest, it's an interesting shout. No, I completely agree, and I think I think that's exactly right. He, if he's there, he scores them, but I'm just not convinced we play this way when he is there. And I, I can only assume that's them being in their head about it. It almost feels like a, a player of that calibre or that, you know, season behind him last season is that it almost has a magnetic pull to the ball, right? It just It's like the ball wants to be there and the players want to give him the ball. I, I uh, When you said, you know, that we we play we seem to play the ball to him a lot earlier i'm I, I i can think of a lot of early crosses we've put in we've just kind of gone two-thirds of the way down the field and just kind of oh well we'll hoof it in so it may be that it's a good call dave um i i think that we probably have to mention um with all these tens and and wide players etc uh costa i mean I have paid him out in the past on many occasions. I have said that he's coming right, but damn, he looks like he's becoming the player that we all saw for the victory and for Brisbane and I guess for even for Sydney to a degree. I'd say this is his best season since he left victory. Possibly even better than the last season played at victory. Certainly better than all the time he spent at Sydney and all the time he's spent here so far. He's been... um, I'm I'm so glad he scored. I'm glad he got that monkey off his back. He deserved back. it, right? He, obviously, he did. He did deserve it because of the way he has been playing and the way he's been fitting into chief ball, the opportunity he's created for everybody else. He just deserves the opportunity to score the goals. The fact that he's got a couple and he looked so good in doing so, and he also played a pivotal part in the first goal as well, Honestly, it just I was I was really over the moon for him because um, you know get once again he's he's a good lad he's a good kid and you hate to see people struggling when you know they have concerted ability and concerted effort to not do so. So yeah, it was um, yeah it was a good uh, a good moment for the club and for him. Can I just pull you back to chief ball? What's wrong with that? It's too early to call anything chief ball. You've been watching oh, too much Spurs. Um, it's not even close. Not even close to. Me. I've never watched Spurs, mate. I respect <laughs> myself too much to do something stupid like that. Um, it's it's far not far too early to be calling it chief ball. Not even close to being too early to call it chief ball. It's, uh, a, it's a perfect adaptation. You're more than welcome to use it. Feel free. Oh no, I would feel dirty, uh, Dale. Um, what, that's that's nothing to do with me calling it chief ball. You just feel dirty anyway. Yeah, that's that. Um, Dale, what are you liking about uh, 
Costa now? What do you think he's doing different that's making making a difference? Oh, I think it's it's more of a. I think the system it is is better um, suited to his attributes. I think. Um, yeah, when you were playing that four two two two, he has to do a lot more sort of defending in wide positions. And I think when you're doing that, you're defending wide, and so that's your starting point when we're on the ball and it, and you're getting balls and being in positions that aren't dangerous. And I think the you know the Christmas tree formation I can kind of suits our players a little bit more. You know, being centrally, being able to you know run it sort of in between a centre back and a and a and a full back rather than trying to go around the outside of a full back. I think is just a bit more dangerous. And I think. I think what's seen is perhaps a, a, a system that's perhaps just better suited to the players we had rather than having a system and trying to fit players into it. And I think that's probably the, the maybe the difference between this year and last. And I think I think maybe in the preseason we talked about, yeah, I think we, we were talking about being you know, nervous about the season ahead and saying, look, we're relying on a lot of players who didn't have great seasons last year to, to carry us in terms of, you know, David Ball, Kryev, Costa, and they've all looked, you know, twice the players they were last season. And you can only think that that's something down to the the system that that's suiting their the way they like to play. So, um, yeah, we, we, it might not last for the whole season, um, but it it's working right now. And yeah, I mean, it goes. It probably should mention that. MacArthur were sitting top of the table. They were unbeaten. Only two draws thus far. I mean, that is, in beating them, and beating them convincingly, that is a fair achievement, albeit with that, you know, a bit of the the monkey on the back of uh, having a lot of travel. Uh, we should cover Costa's goal because this too is another bit of good passing and good finishing. Um, I think it was Cryev with the ball for Costa to run onto. Just, just simple football, wasn't it? But nice football. Both of them were exactly the. Both of them were the same, though. Just the second one finished after what was it, twenty-seven passes or something phenomenal like that, to, which that's pretty much unheard of in the A League as a whole to to score a goal after. Even to have that kind of ball retention is almost unheard of in the A League. So it was it was quite uh, quite it a staggering. Was move. supposedly the the longest passing sequence leading to a goal in the A-League? Yeah, that, would, the that, season, that feels right. Even, even oh, this possibly season, longer yeah, than so. just this season. Yeah, because that was um, that was staggered. Like, the execution of it, it was just so well put together. Everyone knew it. It really was, you know, one of those, you look like you've drilled this and drilled this and drilled this and drilled this and drilled this, and you've, you know where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, and you delivered absolutely perfectly each time. Mm. It, was, it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, I think that build-up plays really, really good. But I think the thing not to be overlooked here that is kind of overlooked in that stat is the strength of Kryev in his run. Like, he's still got a fair bit of work to do there. And a defender who, to be honest, is fouling him quite heavily. But he keeps his feet. He shows real strength to be like, you know what? We're still in a great position here, even with this player dangling off me. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna keep going and I'm going to play a ball in. And I think... I think that's not to be overlooked either, because I think a lot of a lot of other players in the in this league might have gone down there looking for we'll take the free kick instead or whatever, right? But there's that massive amount of fantastic passing that builds up to it. Then a really nice moment of some some good individual strength play as well, um, and a beautiful ball in. Yeah, a couple of things 
feed off from that. I think, um, I don't know if you noticed, but after we scored that goal, the ref plays advantage for those fouls on Kryev. So yeah. um, I think if we missed, we might have got a free kick or, and or a penalty because it was very borderline oh, to yeah. the box. I think um, coming back to the sort of parking, passing sequence, a lot, lots of people kind of say, oh, well, it's kind of boring, wasted stuff. But the, the half of the point is to, to lull your, your opposition into a, a false sense of security. You know, like they think you're just, you know, knocking it around and you're up too dangerous and then all of a sudden you you turn the dial, right? And, and you, you then you start moving with pace and there you, you catch them on guard. And that's exactly what happened is we played it into midfield. Um, I, th- I can't remember who was, uh, might have been, might have been David Ball up there. He comes short and Apostum, um, Astro Apostomides comes short with him and then we go wide immediately after and it's dragged out that centre-back way out of position and that's what causes the space and for um the, the low off for costa in the end um so it's it's that kind of it's sometimes it's you know passing for no particular reason but i think we clearly identified that we've got a chance to kill them in the wide spaces and, and dangerous calls uh, you know across the across the back line and that's exactly how you know all three goals were scored in a kind of similar vein so um, i don't think that's by chance at all no, I mean the it, it, it's, I mean, we're getting that third goal at sixty minutes. It felt like this was, it felt more like it was going to be a bit of an ass whooping rather than you know a, a high scoring game. You know, both directions. The um, you the passing sequence. I, I we we've seen the Knicks make 27 passes and maybe score a goal at the end of it. I, I'm going back to the Stephen, Ta- uh, Stephen Taylor days, but I think Stephen uh, Tyler would have, would have what gotten eight of those touches by himself. If we, if we racked up 27, it's sort of gone across the back line, across the back line. Um, I reckon you uh, credit Stephen Tyler with being a little bit too good at football there, mate. If we were talking about his uh, hitting eight notes out of nine, you might've been right with his singing voice, but Stephen Tyler really would have struggled oh, with those touches. Taylor, sorry. I said Taylor once and Tyler the other. Um, I'll blame the the uh, day drinking. Um, then again, you know. Um, so the, this third goal again, um, just nice passing. Um, Tim Payne involved this time. Uh, he's been a bit of a bit of an outlet for the Knicks so far this season. Um, certainly playing a lot higher than uh, he has previous seasons. I think. This is kind of good reward for Costa, good reward for Tim as well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great ball in from Payne, but I think it's amazing to see what a little bit of goal-scoring confidence can do for Costa because that's quite the audacious, cheeky finish, and he absolutely nails it. That's that's the sort of finish a striker who's banging him in for fun is scoring. And he, you know, is coming off a hell of a drought and then scores one and then he finishes that one. Like, it's it's a great touch and you do expect him to score it. It's a fantastic ball that should be put away, but I don't know that you always do it like that. But the, that was always Costa's thing, right? He, he was able to do these audacious things when he was... The Costa of old, not the Costa of, what was it, a 17 or 18 match goal drought. So, so I think it, it's interesting to see that that happens just moments after he scored one you know that confidence can come back fast yeah it's it's the it's the pace on the delivery that that sets this goal up because cost just needs to angle his foot rather than generate any pace and he can just use the the pace already just to guide it into that back post yeah 
it always feels like any time Costa's working with a bit of pace onto the ball where he can just angle a foot, direct the ball, he looks superb. When he's got to lash it, I don't feel quite so confident. Um, that that uh, lack of confidence um, somewhat got, uh, I guess, a couple of minutes after this, uh, that goal was, um, I, yeah, Scott Wooten bringing down, um, God, what's his striker's name? Uh, Jermaine. Jermaine. Yeah, Jermaine. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty baked on pen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a dumb position to put yourself in as a defender. Like, just what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I, we have seen a lot of that kind of desperation and lack of clear thought this season, occasionally from... Wooten and occasionally from Sermon. Is this a, just a question of these guys having to show a little more faith in themselves, faith in the in the system, or is this kind of a yeah? They just need to get their heads clear of their own thoughts. Yeah, well, it's four and eight eight games, is it? I mean, if you, even if you want to, even if you want to rule out uh, Kelly Hill's sort of brain explosion, that's three. It's still quite quite a lot in a season. Then again, if you've got Alex Paulson behind you, um, and and between the sticks for this, it's starting to become a bit of a pattern. I mean, let's be honest. You can't rely on that though. No, <laughs> like no. It, it, feel, it feels a little unfair to be going. Ah, oh, that's right. Alex is going to get this because you know three out of four, fantastic. If you save three in a season, you're having an absolute blind to think people think you're uh, you're able to read the strikers like a book. To have three out of four in eight games is just unheard of. It's uh, it's staggering. So, uh, whilst I'd love this run to continue, I think it'd be a little uh, reticent of us to be relying on that as being our <laughs> our, our uh, required outcome here. I'd be, be yeah. I'd be I'd be more happy if we resolved to stop giving those penalties away than relying on Alex I, I to save them. I may have been a bit, bit can, facetious there. Yeah. You can make that argument more solidly if these were baked on chances. You know, you're, you're going, you know what, we'll take a yellow card for a football league challenge and uh, hope that Alex saves the pen when it was guaranteed goal, right? But these are, these are mostly dumb penalties we're giving away in spots no one's scoring from. So I'd sure as hell hope that's not a discussion there actually entertaining because like this one right there's just nothing there all you have to do is stay on your feet and he's at a tight angle in an impossible position maybe he finds a ball back to someone but it's he's not dangerous there you don't need to dive in the way that that Wooten did you know it's just it's just a dumb foul yep but again to credit Alex Paulson three out of four I mean Davila has had the odd yippy penalty in him but Obviously, straight down the middle, he's th- thinking he's faking some a keeper out who's reading the um, the angles well, but uh, he manages to pull a good one out again. I, I I talk about it every time he makes these saves, but again, have we watched the follow up here? Because again, he's back on his feet and makes a pretty decent follow up stop too. Like it's not it's not a shot as such, but it's that awkward cross across the ground at pace close to you, and he still gets a hand on it. And not only does he get a hand on it, he literally traps it and stops it because there is a striker lurking there, ready to pounce on anything loose in that spot. 
but Paulson holds it. And, you know, that's not only is he making these phenomenal saves, which, you know, you can say some of them like this one, not the best penalty you'll ever watch. It's there to be saved. But he does the save and he makes the follow-up too. Um, Yeah, I think he deserves a fair bit of praise for the work he's doing. Kind of a somewhat a crucial time as well, because I think once it goes back to three one and and you know you got twenty five minutes of normal time, you know, round it up to you know half an hour. That's that you know it, it does give you couldn't you know it's quite easy to turn into the yips, uh, particularly away from home um, and after just being pounded the week before. So um, yeah, I wouldn't un- underestimate the the um, the importance of of that at the time that it came. Yeah, fair. Um, this, yeah, it, it kind of was, I guess. I, I didn't ever feel like if that had gone in that MacArthur were going to stage a, the, a big comeback, but still, you know, if, you, if you're if keeping and save penalties. You must be a new Phoenix fan then if you've been thinking, oh, this one goal isn't the start of the, the end coming for us. Well, it, Normally, but after watching 60 good minutes against a team that's not that has played 60 not so good minutes, um, yeah, it didn't didn't make me feel all that nervous. Uh, we did see uh, Finn Conchi and uh, getting some more time. Obviously, Van Haddam, Kelly Heald, and Mohamed Altay also getting uh, minutes. Really didn't change too much going on. Um, can I just say, not the biggest Oscar Van Haddam fan. He's he's just not showing. I mean, I realise he gets very few minutes. And so I've got to give, you know, and he runs very hard. But he doesn't show quality to me. Uh, you know, I don't get to see him at training. I don't get to see him much in the minutes, but the minutes... I do see. Mm. Convince me I'm wrong. I think I think the biggest issue here is is the lack of minutes he's had up to this point under like the literally the last two seasons from when he went across to Australia during COVID to now his minutes have been incredibly limited. Um, and there are people ahead of him in the peaking order. We all know we all know this. He knows this. But I think there's. It's going to come a point where his confidence is just going to take a complete bashing, and probably has done, because the few minutes he has, he might get a chance, which obviously happened this uh, this week. But the likelihood is he's getting five to seven minutes a game, and he won't get any chances. So when that chance does come, if it's he's unfortunate here, he needed to put that one away. It's the best chance he's had in a long, long time and would have done his confidence no end of good to to put it in the back of the net. But I just, I just, I think he's probably incredibly low on that. He's, he's probably incredibly low on confidence because of the sequence of other events that have led us to this point, basically. A couple of, couple of things I'll pick up there. I think it's not just the goals i think just as general play just is just not there like yeah i I remember a couple of games where he's come on late and maybe we're chasing a goal and he just gives away a couple of stupid fouls that were just completely unnecessary you know those kind of things really it it kind of just adds to the picture of are you at this level And, and you know he might he might come right but you know he's not he's not that young anymore he's only 10 months younger than ben wayne 
So you think with Ben Wayne was, you know, two seasons ago, he's starting to, you know, when he was 19, he was starting to get his knocking in regular goals, getting regular minutes. I think where he is now, you know, he hasn't got a lot of minutes, but I just don't think in the totality of it, there's much there in the in his highlight package, despite the lack of goals. Yeah, and I think we can put a fair bit down to lack of minutes, right? Like that's probably fair, but I think there's a reason he gets a lack of minutes, right? When when Wayno started getting a few minutes here or there, you could see the enterprise he brought, right? And I think we're just not seeing the same from Van Hat, and that means you're not going to go, oh, you know what? He, he did pretty well with those seven minutes last week. Let's give him 15 this week. You know, you're, you're not seeing anything that particularly justifies upping those minutes and giving him more, right? Because at 3-0 here, this was a game where you could have gone, you know what? Let's give him a half hour if you thought he was at that level. But I think the the lack of minutes is a result of the minutes he's getting, um, not the other way around at this point. I think there certainly is a time there where you could put lack of minutes. You know, we haven't seen that much of him, whatever. I think it, it's been a long time now, and he's still getting lack of minutes for a reason. Yeah, I think it also with Zawada out, obviously our, our striking depths, uh, depth is be tested and it should be the time he's getting more minutes. So you're probably right, Dave. The fact that he isn't is kind of saying something, especially when, you know, one you've got two, let's call them veterans in Costa and David Ball up there. You you'd want to be spelling them in case the water's still, you know, got the Borg or, you know, the season the season go is long. Um especially David Ball. I mean he has got a couple of balks lately himself, and the last thing we need is ball and Zawada out if we can avoid it. Uh, apart from that, I think we've probably got to give a bit of a shout out to David Ball. He's he's struggled a bit this season coming back from that injury. That I think it was basically the whole off season, wasn't it? He had some kind of balk, and. Um, I mean, I think you'd struggle to find a time he hasn't been carrying some kind of niggle, right? Like that's yeah. part and parcel of his game at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's taken him a little while to find his feet, but he's starting to find it um, in, in this period where Zawada's been out. He's starting to show that he is the David Ball, maybe not of old, but certainly he has that head on his shoulders. Um, I'm struggling to think of players that didn't do well. I mean the app that I'm looking at at the moment uh, suggests that maybe Scott Wooten and Finn Sermon didn't have the greatest games. But apart from that, it's looking pretty tidy. Uh, Alex Paulson winning man of the match again. Yeah, I think he's won that for his penalty save more than anything else. Like He's basically untested apart from that. No, didn't Costa win man of the match? Oh, he was. Yeah, he was the official. This was just on the app I was talking about. Yeah, oh, okay. so, no, Costa was by far and away the man of the match that game. And you would give Paulson possibly and Alex Tobin because he's made that save. But I, between Costa, Oldie and Kraev, those three played very well and were by far and away the best three we had in that game. So it'd be interesting for anyone to call AP. Not saying he hasn't done a good job, not saying the penalty save wasn't great. But in this particular situation, the reason we won was because Costa, Cryov and Oldie played brilliantly. Well, let's call out Ben Old here. I mean, this, I'm struggling to think of a time he has played better. Certainly never played that long for 
that well for that long, but that that's got to be his best game. Yeah, I think we've yeah previously talked about how he's quite often had good at like build up play, but lacked the kind of end product. And I think perhaps he's he started to get that a bit more. Obviously, he, he had an assist in this game, but in other games he'd kind of like feel a bit of a you know touch and fall down looking for a free kick in the way you know the way referees the league they sort of wave play on so um i guess for him it's about you know starting to do that on a more continuous continuous basis yeah and i think as well honestly when you got those those four guys up top all playing this well because you know Kryev's also having a pretty decent game um Borley, costa and old like it must be nice being you know you getting an opportunity to start and those other guys around you having a great game too. That's always going to help your game as well. So I think it's it's um, kind of an aligning of the planets almost that all of these guys had a great game all at the same time. Hopefully they can start doing that more consistently because I think they probably all enjoyed it a lot too. You know, when you're playing those one-twos and they're just working, that feels so much better than when you're just on different wavelengths and nothing's coming together how you'd like. Well, I think we'll wrap it up. Um, but we will mention, obviously... The uh, 12 pubs going on the 23rd of December. Uh, also, with um, if you want to know more details about that, look up. Is it listed somewhere on the Fever website? It's on the forums and it's on Facebook. Okay, thank you. Um, and obviously, the big talking point on the field will be uh, the double header. Uh, the women's team playing at 245 against the Newcastle Jets. Uh, the Jets uh, not covering themselves with glory, sitting sixth. The women's, the uh, Wahenix sitting fourth. Um, and the men's team are playing at 530 against the Wanderers. Um, the Knicks again at the top of the table, uh, a mere one point above the victory and two points above the third-placed Wanderers. Um, this should be some good football um, and some vocal fans, if you like a good, uh, a good spectacle and a good um, atmosphere. Uh, I, I assume that we'll see all of you there. Cam, obviously, it's your day job. Well... Yeah, I'll be there. Gonna uh, gonna go have a chat to my old mate Mark Rudan, hopefully, and uh, yeah, should be should be a bit of a um, a bit of an entertaining evening. So he'll you'll obviously greet him with hello, friendly. Uh, hey there, friendly face. Or <laughs> listen here, friendly face. <laughs> listen, friendly face. Yeah. I better remember and say the same to most of the fever, so it'll be all right. Just, you know, lovely to see us yeah. always. He does give us a nice wave, though, normally. Yeah, well, I, I, can't, I can't imagine a, uh, a lubed up fever and Marco Rudan returning as a, as a combination for politeness. Let's put it that way. You, you make a point. Um, well, uh, you got his name nicely pronounced there, too. It's, uh, well, Good week, Dale. Uh, let's wrap it up. Um, so, two forty-five women's game, men's at five thirty. Uh, come join the fever. They will be rousingly stirred by their um, their pre-match celebrations. Uh, I'm no idea where it kicks off, but 
it, there will be many pubs, there will be many enjoyments. Thanks for listening. Bye.